2: listening to press this a wordpress community podcast on wmr each week we spotlight members of the wordpress community i'm your host doc pop i support the wordpress community through my role at wp engine and my contributions over on torquemag.io where i get to do podcasts and draw cartoons and tutorial videos check that out you can subscribe to press this on red circle itunes spotify or your favorite podcasting app you can also download the episodes directly from wmr.fm WordPress 6.1 is out now and features a bunch of new stuff, fluid typography, new site health checks, improved template systems, and much more. It also features a new theme, the 2023 theme, which I dug around in this weekend as I was doing my own site redesign. And to to be honest, this was my first time actually diving in to a full block-based theme with style variations. So I'm really excited today. To be talking to ann mccarthy i on at automatic who is also a core editor triage lead on 6.1 with nick diego so we are going to be talking about site editing what's new in 6.1 and what's coming to 6.2 and beyond and thank you so much for joining me today i, I want to start off by just asking you what is your wordpress origin story
1: Thank you so much for having me as well. This is really exciting to be on your podcast. And yeah, my WordPress origin story, I feel very thankful. I landed at UNC Chapel Hill as a student. And so I got my start basically being, I think it was called an instructional technologist. So I helped students and teachers use WordPress. And this guy, Jeff and Drimlin, basically took a risk on me. I was not a computer science major, um, but I had used Blogger for about seven years prior and he was looking for someone who could teach folks how to use the software and he basically taught me everything I know and it was a UNC had a multi-site that happened to be a client of the VIP team of Automatic and so somewhere along the line I heard about Automatic and you know three years in learned about the wider world of WordPress so my first couple years were pretty narrow where I just thought it was just the software that UNC was using and I didn't know the richness of the open source tradition and just the community so it's been really fun in the subsequent years to to dive into
2: that that's awesome you know i uh i was a blogger user as well and switched over to wordpress in 2007 and like i was saying earlier i was just kind of uh working on my site redesign you know the, mm-hmm. i've only done four in the past four in the past 15 years i guess and this is my first time using the site editor and mm-hmm. you know, I want to get started with just kind of talking about some of the terminology here. Cause actually I, it was a little easier for me to be like, I'm looking for a full site editing theme. Cause okay. that just seemed like a thing. And and it's weird when I say I'm looking for a site editing theme or a theme with a site editor that, that doesn't really sound like a, like it does, it doesn't quite sound like the new thing. I'm trying to get my terminology right. I know we're switching to site editor, but mm-hmm. w- what do we call the current system of how sites are going to work, you know, for WordPress?
1: I love this question because there's both like the short-term, how do we explain this to folks? And then there's the long-term, right? Like the long, long-term is probably just, oh, I'm using the WordPress editor to build my site. Like you won't need to know if you're using the template or the site editor. And this is something in the FSC outreach program, um, which is a program I run about these features, which has the FSC title in it, which we're, you know, it's under a debate right now around whether to update and how best to update. We talk about this a lot because there are block themers there, there are agencies there, there are users there. And it's like, what's the terminology? What do we call this? For themes in particular, it's use block theme. That is like what I would say is the official term. And then Mm -hmm. all of what you're describing of the functionality can get kind of messy because there's different types of themes that can adopt different parts of these features. I personally, and this is my personal opinion, and I've commented about this publicly on these make posts think that using the term full sighting is not the end of the world. I think where we need to get better about is being more nuanced when we're talking about a specific feature. And that's where things get muddied is when someone's talking about the site editor, but they're like, oh yeah, I was using full sighting. it's like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> what were you using? Exactly. We're you using the styles interface. We're using a the theme block. We're using the query loop block or, you, you know, it's, it's, you can kind of get into the granularity there. But yeah, in general, I would say right now, I think we're the community's trying on site editor, we're probably going to find limitations and have to work through that from there. But yeah, a theme that uses the site editor, we, typically we call a block theme. Um, and I could get into so many details around the different types of themes as well, but hopefully that that clears it up.
2: I think that actually does. So I clumsily say a block based theme or whatever, but I think what I was looking for with my redesign is I wanted to experience the block theme. And in doing so, I also, uh, you know, when, if I'm going to go for a block theme, I might as well go for the block theme. So I did, you know, the <laughs> WordPress 2023 theme. And then we also have these style variations in there, which I was explaining to my boss this morning and kind of clumsily, kind of going like, is that like a sub theme? I mean, the style variation probably is the term we're going to use, but it does sort of feel like you've got a theme and you've also got a sub theme that's going to mm-hmm. change little bits about your themes. But style variation is the the term we use there, right?
1: Yeah, style variation is what we, what we use there. And what's interesting is you're touching on something really, again, like both in the short term and long term, like short term we're calling it style variations. But imagine in the long term, you're creating a WordPress site and you're like, oh man, that site has really cool styles. Like I really like the fonts and the colors that are going on here. Well, ooh, that theme has really cool patterns. Like I kind of want to use both. Ooh, and then that other theme has like a template that I really want to use for that specific four-four page. Like that's the kind of thing that in the future you could mix and match. And so themes for a long time have provided the level of functionality. And now with block themes, you're kind of neutralizing the functionality and bringing to the forefront, the design tools. Um, in a way that can allow for this mixing and matching in the long run. And so, kind of what you're describing, like, is this multiple themes in one? Yeah, it kind of is. Like it is a very the way the block themes work, it does allow you to have to change the look and feel without switching your theme. And it's a neat, very powerful. There's a block themer who's done some really neat stuff around um having one theme that has like four niches in it. And part of how she allows for these different niches is to have. Different style variations, along with different block patterns that go with each. So maybe you have a bunch of patterns that are related to like a yoga studio, and then a bunch of patterns related to a blog. You can have all of that within a single theme. So it's really powerful and flexible. But of course, there's some <laughs> rough edges around this. Of like, wait, when do I use these style variations? And can I import them? <laughs> can I snag it from this right now? And those are things that we're we're figuring out.
2: So all, all of this kind of ties into, I think, WordPress 6.1, which the site editor block themes have been around, but I think 6.1 is probably the, the well, obviously it's going to be the most <laughs> full featured yet because that's going to happen every release. Can you tell us what else is new in WordPress
1: 6.1? Yeah. So there's a ton of stuff I could go over. You touched on some of it. Like Plue typography is definitely a big feature. We've long heard feedback around folks wanting more responsiveness and a lot of work is being done to have some intrinsic responsiveness, starting relying on breakpoints, having a more intuitive system that automatically works. One of the other things that I think is like a bit hidden in this release that I think is really cool is there's a lot of improvements around the navigation block fallbacks. So different setup states. It's like, how do we make sure someone's having to not start from scratch? or figure it out themselves? How do we make it where it automatically works? And someone's not having to think about it at all, whether they're switching a theme or starting a new site, how can we make that super easy? And a ton of work went into that to improve that experience, which is a huge, navigation is so important for a site, obviously. So it's a huge lift, but it's kind of invisible <laughs> because it's related to fallback. So I always like to call that out. In terms of everyday tooling and just everyday writing experience, I'd be remiss uh, to not mention the updated quote and list blocks, which now allow for nested blocks, which is really exciting. So you, for example, you can have a list block inside a quote block, which sounds really simple, but is quite difficult to actually accomplish and is available with 6.1. Also a really neat for folks who are more on the agency side, I'm trying to cut across different audiences, like on the agency side, there's a really neat, uh, I think Rich Tabor came up with this term of content only editing. So imagine you're using a pattern, you place a pattern, which is a collection of blocks onto, you know, a post or page, and it has like a header, some paragraphs, an image, and imagine you can't actually uh, rearrange how they each are set. So the design is set. You can't change where the image is, but you can replace it. So basically it allows for like this content only editing where it it preserves the design, but you still have creative control. And I think this is great for a number of use cases. I actually am helping a nonprofit with a site right now, and I'm probably going to implement some of this for them um, because sometimes the tooling is, is they need more curation options. They need to have the editor be a bit more contained and this allows for that, which is very neat. And it's obviously often, but it's not saying that's going to be out of the box. Another one that I think is, I wrote a post on it about this, but the number of design tools across blocks, the consistency is profound. And the work is not even all the way done, but a huge, huge amount of work was done to both standardize and just basically propagate, for lack of a better word, these design tools to more and more blocks so that you're not you know, using one block going, wait, I have margin and padding control in this block. Why don't I have it in this other one? A lot of that has been addressed, which is really exciting and also opens up a lot of cool creative options. One of my side projects is this block art museum, and whenever I saw these design tools coming out, I think it's going to be so neat to see the level of art folks can create with the block editor with 6.1 because of just how many tools. And the last thing I'll mention is I just want to call out that 2023 and actually 2022 are both, as of this release, marked as accessibility ready, and they both mark the first block themes to have that tag. I think is really exciting or default themes to have that tag. And that was a lot of work done by a number of people to review those things and get fixes in place. And obviously accessibility is always an ongoing task, but personally speaking, it was really important to, to see that work done. And so I like to, to call that out as well.
2: You know, I think that's a good spot for us to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Ann McCarthy about what's coming in 6.2. So stay tuned. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. You're listening to Press This a WordPress Community Podcast on WMR. This week we've got Ann McCarthy talking about what is in 6.1, which is currently the version of WordPress that's available. And now we're going to switch gears a little bit and kind of talk about long term. I'm going to talk about like what is the future of site editing, but we're going to start with just 6.2. And do you have any any details you can give us in terms of like timelines and what to expect in 6.2?
1: Yes, I cannot necessarily speak to timelines because that's always a mystery to me in some ways, like that happens in different conversations. But I can talk about the work that's being done basically before even 6.1 wrapped up. A huge amount of effort was done by Matthias, who's the project architect of Gutenberg, to really gather a set of issues that could help wrap up phase two. And phase two is all about site editing and block themes and all that sort of stuff. So, like, if we were to try and wrap this up in 6.2, what would be the key functionality and features and refinements that we would need to get in place to start looking at phase three and customization, which is really exciting. I know it makes a lot of people nervous. And so there's actually a GitHub issue right now. I'm going to list the number. It's 33094. It's in the Gutenberg repo. Um, It's 33094. I should get it tattooed on me at this point because I look at it so much, but it basically is a list of tasks and it's being updated regularly. I, myself and another contributor are providing weekly updates as well. So people who just want to follow along can look at that issue and see what's being done, um, which I think is really exciting. It's, it's a new way of doing kind of managing the work that's being done. But I think it's a, a really, thus far has been really helpful to get some early, early feedback in place. And part of that, just to kind of address it directly. We've heard a lot of feedback about the navigation block UX. It feeling frustrating. Some of the stuff I talked about with fallbacks of 6.1, there's still work to be done there. A huge part of the current work around wrapping up phase two in this issue is around improving the navigation block UX. And that's through basically what we're calling list editing. So you can imagine rather than just directly only being able to edit the navigation block and the other itself, this is exploring what it might look like to have a mini list view where you can actually edit the order of things and add new things and rename things in the block setting sidebar. So that's like an interesting one to call specifically just because I know the navigation block gets brought up a lot. Tied to this, there's a lot of stuff around pattern categorization and experience. So for example, we have a category of patterns called query, um, which is fine if you're kind of a nerd, but what if you're brand new to WordPress? What the heck is query? (laughs) Um, How do we improve both those labels and what's categorized within them? And then also bringing in patterns into the content experience. So imagine you have three blocks. One's a heading, one's a column, and one's a paragraph. Imagine if there was a way for you to, while you're editing that content, see other patterns that match the same content blocks. And you could switch through them and switch around your your content without losing your content, but keeping the different format of those blocks in place. There's also work to be done around unifying the different editors. So kind of like we were talking before, like what do we call this thing? (laughs) How do we bring back content editing into the site editor? So you're not having to switch between the different modes. How can we make it really cohesive and obvious that what you're doing is you know editing the entire site versus editing just this template or just this poster page? So it's a combination of unification and distinction, for lack of a better word. And some of that's going to be done through things like colorizing template parts. So whenever you click into a template part, you get a notice that you're you know hitting something that's global across the site. Some of it is just pure exposure, so bringing back through like information architecture. It's like, what does this look like when we're navigating between these different items and using the different items? There's also some fun stuff around managing font sets, a pathway to my my migrate widgets to block themes, some cool stuff around style switching. But that whole issue, if you really get into it, there's a ton there. I also have to mention on the broader core side, the initiatives around performance and theme experience. And I always get this almost wrong PHP 8.2 compatibility, some site health improvements. REST API improvements, rollback improvements, like all of those are continuing on as well. I always feel like it's easy not to mention that stuff and it's so important. So I wanna call that out too. But there's a ton of work being done. Right now there is not yet a roadmap for 6.2, but I expect that to come out in the new year, probably in January at some point, Matias usually writes those. And I imagine by then too, we'll have a sense of when the release might be.
2: You started off this conversation about 6.2 as, as a interesting note, a probable goal for Mm 6.2 is to try to wrap up uh, as as best as possible, because it's always gonna be something they're gonna be working on, but to try to wrap up Gutenberg phase two. And I'm just gonna go through kind of a recap of the the Mm -hmm. Gutenberg phases, there's four of them. Phase one, it was the block editor just for posts, just for like writing posts and having just basic blocks. Phase two was what they called full site editing customization options, which is basically bringing that block editor to everywhere on your site, like the, the way that you do any customization to your site. And then I, th- I think the order of the next two have changed. I'm, I'm not sure which one's next, but I think the next one's going to be phase three, I think is going to be multilingual website support followed by phase four multi-author collaboration, which is the one that I'm super excited about. Although I, I totally get, you know, <laughs> multilingual is very important for, for something that's, you know, running 40% of it's the web. It's but... actually still
1: <laughs> going to be three. is going to be customization and four is multilingual. I know there's people have lots of feelings about that because it's like, we should do multilingual first. and It's actually customizations next. So your, your, your thing is up next. I can, I can tell you that which is exciting.
2: You're talking about multi-author collaboration will be next. Yes. Mm
1: -hmm. That'll be phase three. So that's, what's going to be underway for phase three, which is going to be really interesting. And, And it includes things like I think it's really easy to just get stuck on kind of like the Google Docs style of editing, but it also yeah. includes things like editing workflows and notifications and comments and all sorts of stuff that we don't necessarily think about when we think about collaborative editing.
2: So back to something you mentioned also uh, in one and something that might be kind of tweaked in the future. You mentioned that for new users to site editing, they may not quite be sure on what they're editing or what's editable. I, I'll just kind of say, with my personal experience over this weekend, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit the frustrations that I ran into were customizing my front page. You're obviously going to start with your front page on your redesign. Everything. And then when I got to posts, I just didn't know what to do. Like I kept looking at this in the, in the previous versions of the customizer, you know, WordPress customizer, you could kind of click on a post link in the customizer and it would open up that. And I feel like you could kind of explore your site and customize sort of through this window of the customizer Mm -hmm. where here. It, it took me a long time to figure this out and I'm still not sure I grok it, but here I kind of feel like it's starting you with the, the default kind of front page template. But then if, if you want to, there's going to be a list of templates, it's for pages, templates for your about page templates for your, you know, privacy page maybe, or, or stuff like that. And so you have to kind of learn how to navigate, uh, unintuitively for me, learn mm-hmm, to navigate mm-hmm. to these other things to, to even, to even know that that's how I edited it, that I I just was not there. Is that kind of how I should be thinking? Is that if I want to change how my my posts look, that was the thing that was frustrating me. They all had this like gray mm-hmm. color on the image as an overlay. I needed to go to templates and I guess go to posts. Is that is that kind of the, the new flow for this
1: right now? Yeah, that is that is correct. And I think one of the things that's what you're touching on is actually something I didn't mention with the phase two customization issue, but it's something that we're actively testing right now in the outreach program. So there's a current FSC expiration, I'm calling it an expiration because it is that early. <laughs> um, but it all ties into some of these issues I was talking about with wrapping up phase two. And, and it's called browse mode. So that experience of what you're describing of clicking through your site and seeing how the different pieces look and how you make changes and how it impacts those. That's exactly what browse mode is trying to address. So imagine you enter the editor and you can click on your site in that way. And you open, you know, you enter your editor and there's like on the left-hand side, you, you would see like a navigation kind of, um, you know, the list of your templates, template parts, content editing, like that kind of stuff in the sidebar. So like so styles. Um, would all be in a sidebar and open by default. And then from there, you can click around your site, kind of similar to the customizer experience, that I think people have gotten used to, um, to address this exact problem that you're describing. Because right now when you open the site and you're just dropped into your homepage content, it's confusing. And so how do we unify both the content editing and also allow people to see changes across their site? And this comes into play with style variations as well. If you're switching on style variations, you wanna know like, is this just impacting this this template or is this impacting everything? So this is part of the design challenges that are in place right now and that are being attempted to solve. And I'm, I'm really glad I'm, I was about to ask how your experience was, because you're touching on a lot of things like the global versus local. How do I even interact with templates? What do I need to know? And the burden to know a lot about templates is also something that has come up because the average user doesn't understand the template hierarchy, for example.
2: Yeah, well, I think that's exciting. I'm, I'm glad that y'all are Thinking about folks like me who, admittedly, are coming from you know the old versions. So like we're not we're not like necessarily a new user. We're just kind of used to doing things a certain way. So it's mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad that you know that's being taken into consideration. But I imagine that'll help you know any user with that with that navigation. Because uh, yeah, I think if anybody was trying to figure out how to edit a post, I, I don't know how they would find that without mm-hmm. googling it. And then once you know where it is, you're like, okay, I think I think once I've gone through that process, okay, now I know where to look. If something else, you know, oh maybe that's mm-hmm. in the same spot as this so we're, we're going to take a a quick break here and we're going to come back and wrap up this interview with ann mccarthy about 6.2 and the future of site editing stay tuned we'll see you soon time to plug into a commercial break stay tuned for more press this in just a moment Welcome back to Press This, a WordPress community podcast here on WMR. My name is Doc, I am chatting with Anne McCarthy, a product liaison at Automatic. And we just got done talking about what's coming into the future of Gutenberg phase two wrapping up and 6.2 coming out sometime next year. You know, I think I wanna just ask a couple more kind of general questions that I think you've had some experience with. Um, Mm -hmm. one, One is before the show started, you and I were talking about an experimental program that you're running on Slack. Can you tell us about what that is?
1: Yeah, so the FSC outreach program started as a reaction to basically how the block editor was introduced. So how could we learn from that experience of bringing the community more with us, doing more intentional outreach and getting earlier feedback? And so the the whole intent of the program is to help people explore, be educated about, be aware of what's coming with full sighting, and actually give direct feedback in a way that influences the direction of the product, which is really exciting. It is for everyone. There is no necessarily like set level you need to be in with experience because we do need feedback from everyone. Um, Whether you're like a block theme or a plugin author, an agency, a brand new user, if you're in higher ed, if you're an accessibility expert, like we need all of it. And so it's a, it's a neat program that basically I do a combination of um, product feedback. So doing calls for testing, these explorations, I'll do some stuff around surveys, so surveying theme authors around what they need or end users around what they're experiencing. And then some educational stuff around hallway hangouts. And they're basically just really casual collaborative conversations that folks can have around like what's coming up. I typically host them and some other folks have posted them and they're just meant to kind of have like a IRL, more IRL kind of high bandwidth conversation about these important topics. But yeah, it's, it's a place where if folks just want to lurk. You can lurk. I share every two weeks, a roundup of issues that have captured my attention on GitHub as well as posts that are important and try to just have it be a place where people can, can stay up to date, ask questions and, you know, embrace being new to this stuff and have a place to share their feedback
2: that actually brings me to another question. I was wondering, what what are some of the features that you would like more visibility given to from folks in the community?
1: Ooh, interesting. Like that are already in place.
2: Yeah. I mean, like just if, if you could help put a spotlight on mm-hmm. some things in WordPress that you would like people to work on, what would, what would be those areas or specific things you would, you would like to see some folks working on?
1: I would say one of the big things that keeps coming up for me, I'll say a couple of different things, and hopefully, this is answering your question. I want to see some more interesting, like, plugin experiments around site editing. I think, for example, there's a bunch of curation options that you can have that expose or hide different design tools and different options. I think it'd be really neat to have a plugin that helps you, like, choose your level of complexity. <laughs> you could maybe, kind of like, if you're playing a video game, it's like, what's your difficulty level? It's kind of like, I want a version of that for the site editor that's like a big thing is just like experimenting with that kind of stuff in terms of like features that I wish were were talked about more or emphasized more it kind of is related to the same thing I think there's some stuff around just curation options like the stuff you can do with pattern locking or template locking or even just block locking and having different ways that folks can be creative and still have like design control and creative control, but within certain guardrails, I think is one of the most exciting things that's happening with the site editor. Like everyone basically is like, oh, this is opening up too much control. This is too overwhelming. Um, And actually a ton of work has been done to allow for curation and to make the experience more manageable, um, especially for folks in like an agency realm um, who might want to do that for their clients. And it's just something that I feel like it repeatedly needs to be discussed. And then more broadly, one of the things that I really, really, really feel pretty vigilant about is just accessibility. So making sure folks are doing accessibility testing when we we are creating these features and also bringing the accessibility team into this stuff. And the accessibility team always needs (laughs) more contributors. So if if you're looking to get involved in that way, I think that that's a a huge way to get involved and something we have to think about when we we are creating kind of the future of things does that answer your question
2: i think so yes and we need to wrap up here i really appreciate your time if people want to reach out to you or ask you questions as a follow-up i think we were saying uh to find you on the wordpress slack is that correct
1: yes that's correct i'm at and Anne so a-n-n-e-z-a-z-u And then I also have a site nomad.blog and I have a contact form there and and I truly do welcome folks to reach out.
2: Awesome. Well, thanks for listening to Press This, a WordPress community podcast on WMR. My name is Doc and you can follow my adventures on Torque Magazine on Twitter at the Torque Mag or just go to torquemag.io. You can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or you can download it directly from wmr.fm. We also put up full transcriptions of each episode on TorqueMag.io as well. I'm your host, Dr. Popular. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love spotlighting members of the community each week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
1: At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes